morning. Good morning. I've got this my coffee. I do not because I overslept and I made this command center in in true haste. True That's haste. Okay. Do you, do right. you need do you need a morning a morning beverage before we get started? Uh no, I no. No, we are we are discussing some some crazy shit and I'm not sure if the dom would want me to have my morning beverage. Oh wow. That oh, is wow. that's that's See, I have right to off ask, the bat. I have to permit ask permission with this movie. Right um, after that. Right after I apologize. No, I'm not sorry. We'll, we're we're going to get we're going to get right into it. It's um true. uh welcome to Cityscape with Pink Font. I am Paige and I am Miranda the co-host. And um, today we're we're doing something a little bit different. We finished season one of Sex in the City, and as a little interlude to that between season one and season two, what are we what are we talking about today, Paige? Uh, we are talking about the Maggie Gyllenhaal, James Spader, two thousand two tour de force secretary. Ah, uh, secretary. Now, um, before I give a summary of this film. Uh, we want to go ahead and lay out some trigger warnings for our listeners, all 10 of you. So this film um, does examine self-harm and self-harm practices. Um, it has an examination of a dominant and submissive relationship that can um, appear very abusive at times. Um, there's references to alcoholism within the movie and, um, yeah, I think that those are the primary things to just be warned of before consuming the film and, or listening to this episode of the podcast, um, because we will be talking about those things. And I think the, the biggest thing is, um, just self, the self-harm because that is um very prominent yes. in the film and um we, we will we will give our best efforts to make sure we we talk about those things delicately um and respectfully so mm-hmm. that so that you know we're not um minimizing how how harmful and mm-hmm. um and, and challenging overcoming and uh, handling something like that can be. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So the summary of this film after all of that is Secretary is a film starring, as Paige said, Maggie Gyllenhaal. She plays a young woman named Lee. I'm not quite sure what Lee's age is. I'm guessing maybe 22, 23. Um, and old enough f- to still know her friend from high school. Yes. Yeah. Um, old enough to still know her friend Peter from high school, um, or young enough, I guess, um, and old enough to drink. Um, mm-hmm. So those are those are some indicators, mm-hmm. but it, they never really like disclose how old mm-hmm. she is. Um, all right. So the film starts off with Lee um, coming out of. Um, a facility where she was in, in, in um, inpatient treat, receiving inpatient treatment for um, self-harming behaviors, um, specifically cutting and 
burning herself. Those are the two like primary things that she partakes in when it came to self-harm. So she's leaving on the day of her sister's wedding. And we, we get to see the sister's wedding and see her engage with the people who have been a part of her life. Uh, we are introduced to her friend, Peter, who becomes like a love interest throughout the film. And it transitions to her adjusting to life outside of um, the facility where she received treatment. She goes to a typing class and is excellent at typing. Just so, so, so good at it. Like, wow, typing. And when we say typing, it's like typewriter, which... Which is, um, which is a temperamental device anyway. So to be good at typing and to get a high score with that device, I yeah, fail queen. Apl- you know? Applaud. A- yeah. Applause, applause. We live for the applause. Um, okay, so she passes and finishes her typing class. She starts looking for a job to like just give her purpose and meaning and something to look forward to. She practices her speech of, no, I've never had a job before, but I think that this would be an excellent start to my career, which was very endearing. So adorable. Um, And she finds a, a wanted ad for a secretary position for an attorney named Miss Mr. E. Edward Gray, which I have a note on. Ah, uh, and there we go. Th- then we are introduced to James Spader, this attractive, closed off attorney who has a fetish for red pens. And, and a orchid. lot of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so then like, oh, and I think it's important to say like, the film actually technically starts off. I, I missed this. I'm so sorry. The yeah, film yeah. actually starts off with um, a seeing a very like confident Maggie Gyllenhaal slash Lee um, in a bar that's like holding her arms out like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she's got a call. It's like attached to her neck. It's a collar. And she's like going around the office doing office things while her arms are basically like without her arms, essentially. She's stapling shit with her chin. She's using her mouth to hold papers. She's putting sugar in caught like incredible. Like she's, yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. She's doing some advanced work in with that bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it rewinds to six months earlier so we're informed that this has been going on for close a while half a year half a year half Half a year year, which is amazing yeah half a year so then we we, figured that out like oh that's half a year of that yeah because it looks like two weeks yeah no so it's over (laughs) a lengthy period of time and and so Now, going back to where we were, Mm -hmm. um, she starts working at this law office. She's like in very like frumpy clothes. She's just very quiet and uh, unsure of herself in a lot of ways. Um, It's a presentation, I think, of just... Anyway, this is a summary. I'm going to try and keep it short. Okay, so she, she, she goes from like frumpy, closed off to over time... Um, due to his critiques and James Spader's critiques, I'll be more specific, um, 
every time he tells her something that he does not like, she changes it immediately. Um, whether like it magically be, without question, like without any sort of, like he says he doesn't like it. Like your clothes are sloppy. You look sloppy. Stop playing with your hair, get a hairnet. And all of these things happen. Like we see it's, it's not a montage, but it is there are these very subtle changes mm-hmm. that happen to her over time. Um, simultaneously, she is dating Peter and it's, unfortunate <laughs> like yeah, just the whole time he just, just the whole time he's more into it than she is but she, absolutely i don't think she's like suddenly she's she's learning what she's into yes um yeah she's like she so you start you start off like she's very like interested to a degree but then as she starts learning what she does want her her interest in peter mm. wanes over that time um and james spader I guess Mr. Gray, like at one point sees them, he gets jealous and that's when he like really ramps up his critiques. And um, then at some point she makes a typo on a letter and he has her come in his office and he has her bend over on the desk and read the letter out loud multiple times while he spanks her without even there's no no explanation there's no explanation no contract there's there's no di- there's, there's no discussion it's just um, there. he just he just <laughs> spanks the shit out of her and um they both really like it um and it's very clear that this is like something he's done yeah before like this is this is it, yeah so it, it, it's it's gradual build up to a ritual that we don't mm-hmm. understand yep <laughs> um yep and that's, well, I mean, and that's like a yeah. big that's a big theme through the film itself is like ritual and how people self self-comfort and how they process the world around them and the things they experience um another like subplot of the film is that lee's dad is an alcoholic um, and it's having it's having a really big impact on um, her family and the family dynamic. And it, I, I think that there's a lot of inference to be drawn that like this is part of where her self-harming mm-hmm. like really began. Um, and so that's part of the film. And it just goes, you know, we, we get to see a lot of the 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 things that they partake in she figures she like figures out that she's into a dominant submissive um relationship um and we get to see that James Spader like really hates this about himself and doesn't understand it and so he fires her and she is obviously devastated but tries to move on and find like another setup that might work for her there's it doesn't she does not successfully find that and then one day I love this phrasing one day in the basement of the JC Penny Peter proposes marriage to her and she just says yes because she doesn't know what else to do it's the best sentence one of the best sentences in the movie and then it really is the basement of a JC Penny yeah um, oh, and then when man. she's trying, then she's trying on the wedding dress of Peter's mother and um, it just 
dawns on her that she's not going to take this shit anymore and she knows what she wants. So she runs to, to Edward Gray's office in that wedding dress and she's like, I'm in love with you. I want to love you. And I'm, I'm, we can do this all the time. This can be our life together. And he tells her to sit at the desk with her hands on the desk, her feet planted, and to not move until he comes back. And he leaves her there <laughs> for days, for actual days, <laughs> for literal actual days. And like her, oh my god! And there's a mo- montage of people trying to get her to. S- it's like his ex-wife and all of these people like are trying to convince her. Some of them are like commending her. And then some of them are like um, trying to convince her not to. Um, Her dad has like become sober and um, he, he comes in that montage and like is supportive of her through the Bible, which is fascinating. Um, and that's and the then, one that that got her the most. Like, I'm staying. Thank you, yeah. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he, Mr. Mr. Edward Gray comes and gives her a protein shake to wake her up. And then he carries her upstairs in the law office because he just has conveniently a grass bed and bathtub upstairs. I don't know. Um, there's some things about this film. Like, yeah, what the like fuck? where where are they? And where <laughs> so he bathes her and then he like kisses her and learns about every scar and they're in love and they get married and that's their life. That's yep. And it ends with it, it ends, yeah, it, it ends with her looking at the camera, which is like my last note. And and she's just like, yeah, that's me now, forever. Yeah. Deal so, with it. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I can see her looking at me in my mind's eye being like, yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud of you, girl. That was a journey. <laughs> oh, so, man. Paige, how about you start us off with your, um, your note? um okay so um uh i was talking to my friend andrew last night and saying that that we were we were talking about this this movie on the podcast and the i just have to say that the first time i i actually saw this movie in the theater like did you really yeah oh shit so like so me and my friend from synagogue snuck into the art cinema and actually like saw this for real and like i remember seeing this and and because visually like visually it's ve- i mean for an independent film like i think like it is very subtle and like like the aesthetics of this movie is great um and the setup um so so being like a 16 year old sneaking into a movie theater to watch this movie like that that first that opening sequence that opening sequence where you see this woman, I didn't know anything about like ball gags or n- or n- anything about what this, what, what this was going to be. Um, and, and seeing her do all of the, like the staplers and like, and like, and like uh, what she, I, I'm not sure. No, that's later. She answers the phone with her teeth. Um, 
but like seeing seeing somebody constrained in in and just the woman's posture would like and and Maggie Gyllenhaal I think that was the first time I've ever seen her on screen mm-hmm. like she has it and you don't she doesn't even have to use it like she doesn't have to say a word and you knew like instant movie star and then going back um and then um and leading into my next note like just the juxtaposition of seeing that to this to lee getting out of the institution and wanting wanting structure in her life and i don't know whether this was annoying to me but they were everybody was talking to her like she was so very frail mm-hmm. and there was like this look in her eye that she did not like being talked to like she was frail because she I think she herself knew that she wasn't frail it was she was just stressed out and nobody understood why um so that was that was my first note um is is the juxtaposition between oh this is strength this is also strength hidden because I never, I, yeah, like that was annoying to me. Like, why are you talking to her? Like she's frail. She's not. Yeah. My first note was like, what a confident entrance, like mm. just to, I feel like, like you said, you just, you immediately get a sense of who this, like the, the, the confidence of this woman and like self-assuredness that you see in her. And what I, what I appreciate about appreciate about it is that like it just immediately lets you know that there's growth that happens for this person and I think like to your point of how people talk to her like she's frail I think that sometimes when people talk to you in a certain way like even if you know that it's not accurate about yourself it does sometimes like make you think oh I am this I am frail. Like I am frail. I can't, I, I, this is the way I'm supposed to be. And I think that's part of what makes her so invested in the relationship with like gray later on, because he doesn't talk to her like she's frail ever. And he doesn't treat her Mm -hmm. like she's frail. Um, Although we're, we'll get into his treatment yeah, of her. Yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's not yeah. necessarily a, always good, in it's my opinion. It's not good, but it's, um, not, it's not, it's very different from how, how she is being addressed. Right. And then my uh, second note, actually, was still in that first scene. Like, that move with the stapler, like, absolutely has to hurt, right? Though how hard she, like, thunked down on that fucking stapler on her with her chin, I was like, that could not have felt good. And um, I, I want to know how long she trained with that. Uh, yeah. Or how, yeah, because like that, that had to be like at least two days doing shit around the house, doing nothing. That that method actor bullshit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, sorry, I took a lot of notes about this first scene because I just had so many questions. Oh. I, also, I said, also, I'd be so worried about getting the paper that I'm holding between my teeth wet with my saliva. Oh, God, that was what I was thinking. Because, like, because, like, 
because I know how he is with typos. I cannot imagine what he is with. I was testing it out. She's testing out the paper. So for our listeners, she has put paper between her teeth. And Wait, you would, the, the control you would have to exert on your lips and tongue in order to not get the paper wet, you'd really have to be thinking about it. And it's still no, like, that's so much brain power to, like, not only think about what you're holding with your arms because they're out like Jesus, but then also, the anyway, these are things that I was that, thinking that was, about in that first scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it had to take forever. Yeah. So like the lag time between like I don't know he's just sitting in there I was I don't want to know what he was doing in his office at that point or do I that's the thing about that character I mean um, I do I just curious I think he's probably doing sit ups because yeah because that's the man also is- his, yeah like that was also another thing the the he 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 was an exerciseaholic or maybe he's just like inflicting pain on his own body who know I don't know. Um, I, I think it's to channel like his his urges. Like I think that that's the the inference we're supposed to make is that like mm-hmm. when he when he feels an urge to do something that he feels shame about, he's just gonna do some pull ups or sit ups. Sit ups until he is like he can't do any more of them. Yep. Um, also, are there people in this other? Are there other people in this office like? The paralegal that comes sometimes. in, that sometimes comes in, but like knows that something's up. Okay, like that paralegal. <laughs> okay, so those are all. Of my okay, notes sorry, from those that are opening scene. notes. Yeah, um, <laughs> all from that first scene. <laughs> all for this first scene. Okay, so um, my I'm gonna put two notes together because one's just I have one's just a statement and the other is a note. Um, Leslie Ann Warren is a treasure in this movie she absolutely is very much but like like she is such a a night like i would say like desperately wants her daughter to be happy and Mm -hmm. you can just see it in her eyes um but when she when um lee comes to this wedding um her sister is a valley girl like you can tell that she does not like she's probably the black sheep of the family mm-hmm. immediately and 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 like she's tr- she's dancing like Lee's dancing like letting loose actually was I was surprised she was dancing at this wedding yeah um and was trying to put on put on a a a uh, happy face of like of having fun talking to Peter um who is talking to her like 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 not quite like she's frail but like he also was it it comes out that he was also institutionalized at one point for a nervous breakdown and she's just like oh the same and i that's that's the common interest um and i think that's the common attraction that peter had to her be like oh we share an experience yay bonding forever um that's my forever friend immediately um Mm -hmm. but um uh, you see the dad drunk, um, and like immediately, like you get how the fucked up family dynamics and the father, um, and Maggie Gyllenhaal is so smart 
with how she uses very short lines. And when her dad comes up and he's drinking a beer, she just looks at the beer and says, I thought you quit. And then the dad hands the beer to Peter and pretends like it never happened. Like like the, the sloppiest gaslight ever. And like his daughter is so crushed. And um and and it carries on. Like uh that uh I realize that I'm just giving a summary along with along with my notes, I promise. Um trigger warning, um her father seeing that her father is not no longer sober triggers her to go upstairs and find her box of contraptions to hurt herself with like that what i found crazy about this family is that she has not been home for at least like this she's only been home for four hours and the environment has set her off to feel this way. Right. Well, and I think and, what's interesting, interesting too about that is that like no one, no one thought to like check her room and like make sure that her 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 well-established kit of of how she self-harms. Like no one thought to just make sure that that wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Um and 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 then like what a what a juxtaposition to then like her mom locking up all of the knives in front later. of her and well it wasn't yeah. in front of her Lee but Lee did come down and caught her doing it and you know and that's when mom the mom is like it's just a precaution and it's like okay so like we're doing that but then we didn't think about checking to make sure that like this person who has like an established pattern and um relationship with self-harm we didn't we didn't go through their room just to make sure that like yeah because surely when they, when they people, came home yeah. they were safe like that they'd be safe um yeah and, yeah they they didn't follow the protocol at the institution said oh by the way when she gets home you're going to need to do this and do, do this and do this and prepare your home but they're also it, planning a wedding like i'm also making excuses for them being negligent you know yeah I, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I, so the movie was made in 2002 and I'm assuming that it's set in 2002 because like he has a cell phone and shit, but like during the wedding, I was like, what fucking year is this? Because like the, her dress was like 1980s, this like 1980s sleeves and yeah. which is fine. Um, get a retro wedding and it's fine like it kind of looked like like the whole the whole like even the dream sequences that do happen it's kind of it looks like a dharma and greg episode yeah that's like that's, and this was true yeah this was like the this wedding was the most dharma and greg of, <laughs> of any wedding sequences besides the ones in dharma and greg yeah um, and then my i had a note about the dad coming up with his beer and I was like ah fathers with drinking problems a tale as old as time <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just let's just get it um, out within the first six minutes of the movie let's just establish yeah. that the dad is an alcoholic we need to just like really let you know what's up and 
It's pretty much exactly what you would expect it's it to be. Very clear that the kind of story we're telling. Yeah. Um, and then like it transitions after the wedding to Lee like has showered and she's making tea for herself and her dad is drunk and her parents are arguing. And I, I didn't realize in all of the, I'm, I guess maybe I just like wasn't paying close attention before, but I didn't realize that he like got physically violent with oh, her yeah. mother. Like I, I did not realize that. And I was like, how did I, how did I miss that? Like on all of these, all of these like yeah. rewatches. Um, also think- who showers and then gets in the pool? I just like, I think, I think she just, oh man, I don't, I, I don't like maybe, maybe returning to the mother's womb. Maybe. maybe yeah. She, maybe she seems the, to find a lot of comfort in water. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a theme in the film. Oh, like she, she does a lot of like introspection mm-hmm. in, in water. water. Mm-hmm. And also maybe like, maybe like, maybe she, it's not the fact that she didn't feel safe in the house. Cause she seems like she, she seemed like the smart kid who just isolated herself from, yeah. from, from uh, whatever was happening between her parents. But like, she just didn't want to be in the house for it, for the cleanup or whatever, whatever, whatever national treasure Leslie Ann Warren was doing to, to, <laughs> to, to clean up that mess. Um, um, and and from that point, um, uh, their trigger warning, she does, uh, she, she's in the kitchen and she does get a teapot, um, a hot teapot off the stove and goes up to her room and self-harm. Um, and this is the first day she's not even been back from the institution for 24 hours and this is the environment this is the high stress environment that she's come back to so like i really do feel for her there but like you also get like the origin story of how she got to to the institution and and um uh, i think to a degree i also think she says she says at one point that she doesn't necessarily fully understand why like she just there was a lot of unhappiness that she felt and this was how she found comfort in it. Mm-hmm. Like she does say that at one point. So I think it's probably a combination of just like unsettled feelings and then yeah. also, and, and then also the environment. Yeah. Um, but what, what really got me, it, it, I don't know whether, whether it was the language or what I thought was like extremely heartbreaking about what, what she was what what was happening with her um in terms of how she got there um where she says i've done this since i've done this millions of times since i was the eighth grade i don't know how i miscalculated and cut too deep which like indicated to me like oh she this was this was accidental and this was this was accidental she didn't this was not a suicide attempt Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, which is an entirely different mindset. Which I'm like, oh man, I, the fact that it was an accident and she it was oh god, Ooh. um, 
and and to still and to be returning after after that high stress situation of like I hurt myself on purpose, but I didn't mean to hurt myself to that extent. Mm-hmm. And now I am in an institution for however long that was, and now I'm returning into the same high stress situation. Like it's as like. Like if I, it, how I'm interpreting, it's as if like no passage of time have happened for Lee. Like she just got dropped back off into the same, same mess. Um, but while she's taking out the trash um, and her mom's putting all the knives away and she's um, uh, discarding all of her, um, all of her uh, instruments that she uses to self-harm, uh, she sees a uh, help wanted. She sees a newspaper in the trash with a help wanted sign. Mm-hmm. And she decides to keep one instrument for self-harm and takes in the newspaper and starts circling little bits of opportunities for herself. And, um, and for the first time, she gets excited about creating a future entirely independent of her current situation, which is very adorable and the first sign of hope that we see in in Lee's eyes in the first 15 minutes. It's true. And I just, my, my note related to that is like, can we just talk about the fact that his last name is Gray? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, like obviously she was like, it's known that she was inspired by Twilight, but I also feel like she absolutely like watched Secretariat and was like, oh, this is like an independent film that no one's like. Nobody's going to care about. Or no one's going to care about. And so I'm going to go ahead and borrow some elements from this. And like, there's a lot of similarities in terms of like the dy- the, the the power dynamic, the fact that it's not a, it's not um, the the best representation of a dom sub setup. Like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not really a um, well researched representation of it. No. Um, yeah, so I just, I found that very interesting. Oh, you're going to love this. Tell My me. next note, okay, it's connected to the newspaper, and it's also connected to Mr. Gray. Um, there are some serious Brontean, like Jane Eyre, references up in this, because I'm, I'm, I'm a Bronte, uh, well, yeah, I, I, uh-huh. I know Jane, I know Jane Eyre, um, in in that book jane's life completely changes when she decides i'm gonna get out of this shithole situation i think i i think i can be a governess and this will this will make things better (laughs) this is she's treat like and lee in secretary is like sees the sees the um sees the note secretary wanted and all of a sudden she's like this is going to make it better (laughs) if i am a secretary everything's going to change um and then that oh that that oh that 
I've never had a job before, but I think that this job at the municipal airport or whatever, whatever this, this job is, is going to be the beginning of my career was the dumbest slash most adorable thing. I, 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 it brought me, I really felt for her at that time because when you, when you get out of college or when you, when you're applying for big boy jobs and you have to go into big boy interviews that aren't like, that aren't for, for uh, like, like Taco Bell or, or Burger King or any service industry job. Um, or like so you work when you're not working with teenagers anymore, the interview process for an adult job is very alien when you're yeah. entry level. Like, I mean, I would, I, I mean, I'll say that like at this point, adults are working like service industry jobs. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't think that there's anything no. like in here, you know, like I, I, yeah, I, uh, that was outdated. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, <laughs> um, no, I just, I'm just like thinking, I'm just thinking, reflecting on it. And it's like, I, my, my, I thought it was endearing, but I also was like, I'm, that's why I was like, how old is this person? Mm-hmm. Because like, and I, I think part of that is just like my own personal experience, right? Like, I mean, I've been working since I was 16, like, at, mm-hmm. which is not super young, but like basically since I was able to drive myself and could do so, like I got a job and mm-hmm. um, like my, my like uh, work experience, my resume, if you will, is very lengthy because I also at, at for a long time held two or three jobs at one mm-hmm. time, at all the time. And so I do agree that it, it, when it, when there's this sense of like transitioning from the service industry to like an office job, it does feel different because, um, I think like culturally and societally, like the idea of a white collar job, quote unquote, like yeah. there's just there's more heft to it or there's more like weight and significance even though like that might not necessarily be the no. case yeah i've also um, had the opposite and i did not have my first big girl job until around when was lee's age because i was in school and 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 that was important to my parents at that point is that like i focus on school and nothing else but um so like also like I I'm approaching that scene from somebody who has been that old or that young yeah. and not had anything so but continue yeah, and I, I, no you're fine that's the thing is that like I don't think that I don't think that there's any judgment to pass on it either way I think that it's mm. just it's something of note and I think it is part of like what contributes to like her personality and her understanding of herself and her wants and needs um so yeah so then she like she decides to go interview for the secretary position mm-hmm. um or to just like apply I guess not really interview <laughs> and I took a note when she got out of the car when it's raining and I was like come on rain cape she's wearing like a uh, just like a literal purple hood like a, a rain cape it is a, a cape. rain cape 
it's it's made and, it's made of that material that you like a, a slitter a slicker material to yeah. let the rain slide off it's raining and this, and this is where i wrote the other bronte reference she's yep. approaching this this uh this sort of cottage house it's not even a I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of fucking building this is. It's a weird hit Edward E. Edward Gray's law office is a strange looking building. It is. Um, it has ivies growing on the side. It's got white brick. Um, she approaches this like and it's raining, and she's got this 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 rain hood that's purple, and she has this look of wonder in her eyes. And the house looks kind of creepy too, but it's not. Um, the door seems to open by itself, and she walks in, and the office is in complete disarray, <laughs> much like Jane did with Edward Rochester's house. And, uh, yeah, and his name is Edward. And his name is Edward. There is so much Lord shit up in here and this is where um yeah this is this is uh the cave of the cave of mysteries really because uh when she walks in the uh what we can assume is the previous secretary has tears in her eyes and yes walking out with 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 her box of shit while and, the office is in disarray and and the check between her teeth like there there's like there's so much subtlety in in this film throughout the entire thing in terms of like it tells you everything but but without like without words and that was that was something I noticed on this rewatch I was like ah shit like I just now caught that too it, you, you can find new things in this movie every time you watch it Mm -hmm. it's rich. Um, gosh um and for okay before i say this i just want to say because at this point this is when we meet mm -hmm. e edward gray yeah james spader um so one thing i'll say about james spader now is that i absolutely love when leading men let the aging process take hold and just they stop giving a shit so if you watch the blacklist it, this is that james spader go back go back to his full his full uh resume uh the man is incredible incredibly so, yes and he's also so hot and like oh, he looks movie. so good and like one of my notes is like is this a hairpiece? Like, is it is it a hairpiece? I don't care if it is. Like, I don't care either. Some but motherfucker it's just so, don't get it. Yeah, no, he look. I, I, I get it that, now. Like, I, I I hate that I'm so attracted to him because like he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> like, oh God, he is a piece of shit. Like he's but, fucking horrible. <laughs> but he's fucking terrible. But like you meet like this very awkward, shy and just volatile man and he doesn't have to say a word you can just look at at his look of fright when lee comes in and asks are you the lawyer 
And like, it's... that is like, okay, one for Lee. Good job. Way to introduce yourself. Are you the lawyer? <laughs> well, that's, I think that's something that I find so interesting about her character and how she interacts with the world around her. Like, she just, she just kind of like exists. And yeah, like, she what? comments on it too. Yeah. Like, it's just very like factual for her. Like there's not like, it's clear that like she has emotion, but she doesn't, it doesn't factor into how she processes the world around her. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no, she has no shame with like trying to understand things. Like when she's in the bathroom and asks the paralegal, what, what exactly does a paralegal do? Like, that's... that would And she just, that paralegal just looks at her up and down and then walks out. And I'm like, that paralegal knows all of, that paralegal knows all of that shit. Um, yeah. Um, I, man. I just have to, while she's, while she's even in his office with that fucking raincoat, it's like she... It's, it's not the fact that she looks so childlike, but like, but she does. Like, but she does. But but now I like when I was looking at it, I was like looking at through my lens, um, because I also dress fairly childlike. I have a lot of dinosaur themed uh, uh, sundresses and shark dresses, and like, oh, like I I um I I care for um. I work for an, an adult day service, so I make a means to dress like Miss Frizzle a lot. I love that. And, and yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But now I'm like, what if I were going to go? And then like I, you know, seeing that purple coat and like, peace, God, put yourself in his place. In this place, what would you be wearing if you were in E. Edward Gray's office? And no doubt in my mind, I would be wearing that fucking dinosaur dress. I love it. I, I am forever 14 years old. Forever. I think that, I, I think that that is excellent. Um, let's see what my... So during the like interview process, all of the, the fucking... interview. All of the question... I, my, my next note was all of these questions are like not actually legal to ask at this point. No. In 2002, like you literally... There... So I guess... Let me rephrase. To ask them point blank, like point blank, the way he does, like, are you pregnant? Do you plan on getting pregnant? Are you married? Where do you, like, do you live in a house? All of these things. Um, I'm not going to say that employers don't ask those things of women because they absolutely did for a long period of time. Um, now they just ask them in a more subtle way that doesn't get them like reported to the ACLU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. And and he just like the bold motherfucker he is, he's just asking point blank. And again, you're just like learning who he is immediately. Like, which <laughs> is so weird. Which is a like horrible, horrible piece of shit. Sorry, as an like as a as an adult now, uh-huh. in this in this rewatch, and I don't know, maybe it's because my my 
my work just did um, a social worker hour presentation for um, all staff that talked about like sexual assault and abuse and what that can look like in romantic relationships. I think I'm just like my tolerance and patience for people who need therapy and instead like abuse themselves and others is just like very very yeah low. you got yeah it's like you got a thin line of things that you're willing to look to, to and I admire that and I, I, yeah and also like I'm just I, I am sick of romanticizing people who like don't respect themselves or others mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's I it's no longer like a romantic or endearing thing to oh, no. me um it just really pisses me off so I I'm like simultaneously like oh god so hot and also Also, fuck you like (laughs) fuck you fuck you all of the time you're horrible and she deserves better um she does but Oh man, I I share your feelings about him because like I'm sure that the actual real James Spader James Spader's like that's exactly what I want everyone to feel about me all the time. God, you're hot. God, you're terrible. <laughs> Cuz that means I've achieved something. Um I I uh the the I, we're ta- I'm so glad that our notes are like coinciding because said the weirdest interview questions um c- because he asked them twice he asked them once in this part of the movie and then another half of the movie and I don't and I thought that was insane but um have you ever had a tender person ask you what your favorite color was yes okay I just wanted to check. Is that a thing that happens? Yes. <laughs> okay, it's a thing that happens. Okay, that was my note. It was being like, if anybody asked me what my favorite color was during an interview, I'm like, I'm be like, is this a Tinder date? <laughs> um, um. Also, I appreciate. So, like, he he hires her, but he doesn't say he hires her. He just tells her to go fix him a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and then we get to see her endeavor to make a cup of coffee. Um, and then he has her sit down and is like, are you sure you really want to be a secretary? Like you're really overqualified. And then he decides to like make some really personal observations, like saying that she's a wall, like, oh, there's something about you, Lee, you're a wall. You're just, you're so closed off. And my note was like, I like how a character who is obviously like wound tighter than a clock is, is telling another person how they are so closed off it's like wow you are projecting a whole lot of yourself onto this person now yes you you are complimentary in the terms and in in the fact that you both like are fucked but like dude (laughs) well her response to that was not like she just fearlessly said i know yep like she she wasn't even offended by like whoa shit man get underneath the get right to the problems at hand yeah no i know and i was like girl yes (laughs) yes you own it you own it do you ever loosen up 
I don't know. I don't That's know. Maybe. So great. Like, <laughs> and he's just like looking at her, like, what is this? Like, he looks like he looks at her like she's an alien. Well, I think it's because like she is the embodiment of everything he's been looking for. Like, I think that that's the sense we're supposed to get immediately and why he's so immediately thrown by her. Because, like, and we see it through how he tests her, like, mm-hmm. leading up to, like, when he spanks her for the first time. Like, that's what he's doing. Yeah, Every time he does something. It's a constant something, groom, like, and it's, chest, checking the waters. Like, it's, wow. Woo! And that's why, that's why he's such a piece of shit. Because, like... Instead of having a conversation with her or with anybody, like, this is what he fucking does. He grooms these people to, like, do what he wants and to test them and to see what they're willing to do for him. Like, go look through the garbage and oh find God, the I notes I threw out. Going through she, the garbage. And he, like, did. watches her dumpster dive and that, like, gets him all hot and bothered. So he has to do sit-ups. And and then she comes in and has the notes and he's like, oh, actually, I found another copy. Go ahead and type these up. And he fucking threw out her donuts. And they're like, I I took a note on that and I was like, I don't always fully understand some of the like things he does. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She was trying to be smart and like, like she's trying to be thoughtful and sweet and brought you donuts and like you just throw them away in the trash. You don't even say like, he's just awful. And like, I, yeah, he. <laughs> He all yeah it the donuts in the trash situation was like that and when she sees them in the trash and she's so like like disappointed yeah because all she wants to do all she wants to do is is is, she thinks that like it's it's Jane Eyre man being a governess it's gonna change my life it's gonna make it better that's Mm -hmm. like being a secretary it's gonna change my life it's gonna make it better like that's all she wants to do is make someone's day easier and all he is doing thus far is asking ridiculous interview questions and 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 uh and and watching her dig through the trash for notes that that he knows like yeah and i mean like and this is obviously this is like all over time like like no should i we should we should clarify that like Again, this goes on for like half a year. So oh, yeah, this is this is a six month six month um, grooming process. Grooming process. Um, but uh, oh gosh, but when the uh, when you see the the ex wife comes in, <gasps> that's my next note too. Gosh, um, the ex wife comes in and she is more bossy. Let's just say she is she is more assertive than he is like in a shocking way like because he's already very assertive this woman (laughs) this woman is highly aggressive um and uh has a little about with lee um because she tell she tells her that she has to wait in the wait in the lobby or whatever and she just says submissive and and gets submissive and then screams his name and that's, that's, yeah, that was my note is like his ex immediately spotting the personality and like naming it and then getting fucking pissed about it. <laughs> like she is so 
angry, so angry because like she knows, like obviously they were together and that was not her bag. Like that was not her, that was not gonna fly for her. (laughs) And she's so pissed at him. And then he's like, I'm not here. And that's what I think, like, what a, what a fucking coward, like, bro. Oh man, (laughs) that's, I love that you caught that because like, oh my God, he was married and that wasn't her bag. That's why she's mad. I was thinking that like, oh, that was, that it was a, that I thought it was like, oh, is she, was he her sub? No. No? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think so at all. I think that like, he wanted her to be, I, I don't he think he could be, be so okay. mis- Yeah. I think that it was like, cause that's why she's like in the montage later when Lee is like at the desk and she's talking and she's like the cock or the worm. Brilliant. Amazing. Like she says, like, we couldn't make it work. Like this isn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's because like this just, it was not her personality and it was not, it was not something she was going to be be able to to navigate with him Mm -hmm. but also he's a piece of shit who like doesn't know how to communicate so um I don't really know how anyone makes it work with him oh so that's just me that's just me having thoughts and feelings about it no that's fine that's no you saw something that like got that totally like got by me that actually like that actually checks out better than than what I thought was going on um uh she is the the uh the situation with the with the with the wife um and all the other uh uh direct um um berates of her really gets really gets the lee on the job and she takes out her i think her sewing kit to go through her uh, trigger warning um her self-harm uh ritual Ritual. at her desk at um at at her desk at work which i said was a bold move it was a bold move i was like bold move i also appreciate i also appreciate how the film mirrors like they both have rituals Mm -hmm. to how they um comfort themselves and in the manners at which they do that and i really appreciate just the the way the film really lets us see the yeah the mirror of of both of their rituals yeah um which now i'm thinking like that's a bold like it really is a bold move to 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 just say i'm just gonna do this out in the open yeah i really couldn't believe i really couldn't like i was like holy i it just like didn't sink in with me i guess that like She's at her fucking desk, and he he like sees her. Yeah, and he, he like sees, sees her, her, and he's shocked by it. Even though like he did see the scars and like noted like because when she's been bending over, um, to put put a mouse trap in the corner in in another scene earlier, he sees he sees the bandages mm-hmm. on the thighs and like notes it. And then, like, it's almost like it became real for him when she saw, when she sees, when he sees her doing that at the desk. And, like, so she, she doesn't say anything. 
Nope. She stops what she's doing. She puts them all on the line and puts them back in the desk. Doesn't say a word, looks up, and he is gone. Yep. And um, and that's how they know uh, we all have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has problems. Um, so um, I guess uh, back to uh, so later that night, uh, Lee has a date with her high school friend. Peter that she got reacquainted with at her sister's wedding a month prior. And uh, and um, and Peter comes out pretty damn strong, like too damn strong. I hate him. Uh, I, I hate I hate pretty much all of the men in this film. Yeah, I except her dad. I don't her, hate her dad. I, you know, I don't hate her. We should hate her dad, but I don't hate the dad either because it is somewhere, somewhere down the line. Like, I mean, he is supportive of her in, in this venture. Um, but Edward sees the date um, as it's going on because uh, he's taking his coat into the dry cleaners. And they're going to date at, like, a restaurant slash laundrette. Um, so you can do your laundry and... Have a dinner date. Have a dinner date, which is genius, but also appalling that that these existed or still exist. I mean, I guess I, I, I'm going to... I'm doing my best not to pass judgment on it because, you know, you got you to gotta find the magic wherever you can. Yeah. But I think that it really speaks to like it's supposed to indicate just like where it's supposed to be a direct contrast to like Edward and how like how he lives his life and what just how he presents himself like mm-hmm. Peter is his Peter is his foil like yeah. in, in every yeah, sense of the word. Yeah. And uh yeah, I I I, I try not to judge it, but also he just like is very annoying. <laughs> oh yeah. But like but like she he Edward sees her actually mm-hmm. actually having fun. Like she mm-hmm. is actually having some wholesome fun with this dude. And um yeah, he goes to the office and takes out his red pens again. Well, and like that, my note on that is like, and so now we move into the portion of like abuse out of jealousy. Yeah. Like this is when he starts to like critique her hair, when he's like tells her that she sniffles all the time and that she dresses sloppy, that she had a typo, like all of these things. He like just runs her through the mill and obviously from her perspective like there's it's like out of nowhere oh yeah she, like it because it hasn't matched any of the behavior prior and and all she wants to do uh, is make him happy all, all she wants to do is be a good secretary make him happy and and like this it's going to get better if i'm good at this mm-hmm. um and she really takes these these things to heart like gets a hairnet so she won't play play with her hair mm-hmm. um it's it's like immediate um 
but um yeah i just i like he's like he i my i have another note that's like just like he crosses so many boundaries constantly Mm -hmm. and then like it's whiplash in terms of like throwing her she never you you never quite know where you're standing because is this going to make him happy or am is he going to tell me to change something yeah and because he doesn't know what's going on he knows what's going on he is grooming her to be a submissive but she doesn't know that she thinks that like it's just she thinks that like it it has something to do with her job right but i also think that Mm. like i think that we are seeing subtly that like i think her feelings for him were developing before the the dom sub like relationship portion like yes I think that part of like how how it was so easy to groom her was because it was very apparent that she just wanted to make him happy, not mm-hmm. only as an employee, but like as a person. I, I I think that she just like sensed something in him that like really motivated her to do whatever it took to make him happy. And because that's what she wanted. And oh, yeah. Um, the my my next note like goes probably like pretty much right into the spanking scene, mm-hmm. and like what I said was like Jesus, just the lack of affirmative consent in this yeah. moment is like vi- it would be one thing to me if like there was even a semblance of discussion. And giving her an opportunity to, like, know what's about to happen to her and to say, yes, I want that, or no, I do not. And instead, he just, like, tells her to come in the office, close the door, bend over, and read the letter out loud. And as she's reading, like, he spanks her, and it catches her off guard, and he tells her to keep reading, And then throughout the rest, like, he has her read it again, and he continues to spank her until, like, whatever pseudo-climax he reaches. And, like, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't touch himself in this moment. Like, that's actually later and worse. Um, But he spanks the shit out of her, and they both, like, ultimately enjoy it but you can see on her face that like that she's not sure what's happening right because like it's sort of sexual but not necessarily like it's just there's like, no like, conversation about yeah, it at all there's not um there's actually um because because after after the spanking scene she goes to the the i never put two and two together but before this scene before I'm going to say it's a day before the spanking. He takes her in to his office to have another conversation where he asks the same interview questions. Mm-mm. Is that no, not it? yet? No, he brings her in to to ask her. Like he has her practice answering the phone, oh! and he offers and he offers Uh-oh. her hot chocolate. He doesn't ha- he doesn't ask her the same interview questions until he decides to fire her. Oh, okay. Because Never he mind. uses that he uses that as like actually I'm not going to offer right. you a job. 
you're right, but he just straight up had like this is it's a different part of the grooming process. Okay. Cause like when he offers her some oh yeah, um he asks about her boyfriend and And he asks about this is this before he he says you leave work, take a walk, don't take a ride from your mom, just walk home. This, this is yeah it's like leading into that yeah um and like it's almost like she's like granting permission um like she felt like like granting permission to do something independently uh-huh. um and he does say something about um uh oh my gosh i'm i'm getting this oh um when they do talk about the self-harm like this is this is what drove me nuts. He's like, you're over it now. Like you're not gonna do you're it. You're not gonna do not gonna do it anymore. Like, okay, um, sure, magically happens. Like, no, that, it doesn't work that way. But um, the something that he says about the pain inside having to come out. Yes, and then after, and that's that's during the hot chocolate scene and before yeah. the spank before the spanking before the spanking. Okay, so fast forward, spanking happens. She looks at the bruise in the and he leaves like a pretty good welt. Yeah. Um, and and you can see her looking at it, and it's not. It you can see that the the pain inside having to come out, uh, sentence that he said to her days prior like all of a sudden dawning on her face being like oh this is this is how this is how i can de-stress mm-hmm. and that is uh something i didn't notice notice before but uh apparently uh a couple scenes later or no it was like it was an it was the next it was the very next shot she's at the photocopier he comes in knocks on the door is like good letter and it all of a sudden is her boss again. And that was like the weirdest transition. And she looks so happy. So proud. So, so proud. proud of that letter that she wrote. Well, and then the next moment after, like, so this starts happening and she gets to a point where like, I mean, he tells her she's not going to self-harm anymore. And I think that that is a moment where, like you said, like she says, it feels like he gives her permission to like do things or tell, like he just gives her a sense of control mm-hmm. through his control. And my next note says like that moment when she tells her mom that the lock can come off of the cabinet and like Leslie and Warren just comes and like hugs her from behind. And it's just like, so like, I started, I started crying when I was watching it. <laughs> like she's going to be okay yeah well there's just like there's so much there's so much love there in her care and like the the way the the lens at which I've like viewed this movie for so long has just really shifted and um like because I used to find Leslie Ann Warren's character like just like really overbearing and I mean she is to a degree but like I also just like I empathize with her so much more as an adult now, I guess, Mm -hmm. than I did the first couple of times I've seen the film. And yeah, that, like that moment, I think part of it too, is just like, 
I love my mom so much. And so like, I just imagine like a very similar, a very similar kind of moment with my mom. And that makes me teary eyed. So Mm. Mm. what's your next note? My next note. Um, I think when she was, um, Lee's having her fantasy, her Dharma and Greg fantasy between like, am I gonna, and, and there's 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 a masturbation in this movie um where she starts like thinking about peter and then she starts thinking about edward and she's finding oh edward gets the job done well um, yeah and i think that that's the thing too is that i don't think she's like purposely trying to think of peter it's more of like he keeps invading her thought because oh, yeah, the pictures, she puts the because the picture's right there so she's like, she's looking at the desk with the red pen, but then there's also like Peter and this picture and it's more of like invasive. Like she's like trying to focus on this moment, on the moments she's had with Edward, which are like pseudo-sexual, right? Yeah. Like there's there's no, there's no like- There's no, there's been- there's no. been no kissing. There's been no like romantic touching. There's been no, and that's the contrast I think in the imagine like in that dream sequence or the the uh, math- masturbation montage because like the the instances with Peter are them being physical, like making out on a like washer and dryer type mm-hmm. thing, and whereas like with Edward, there's it's just him. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, just like J- pure James Spader, like, <laughs> coming yeah. at you from the screen. Like, yeah. there's, like, no, yeah, hairpiece or no hairpiece, it doesn't matter. It's it just, doesn't matter. It's just dear sweet James. Um, <laughs> dear sweet James. <laughs> Who is not sweet, sweet, sweet at all. Sweet James. Dear sweet nope. James. Um, but, yeah, she, so, so as her life and her relationship with Peter and, and um, the situations with her family start getting more stressful. She, she starts um, finding ways to mess up at work on purpose so she could be disciplined. And that starts to kind of overwhelm. uh, That starts to startle Mr. Gray in a, in I don't way. I don't know I don't know if it I don't know if I interpreted it that way I, I got the sense that like it was more of that because of how much like angst he has about the behavior like the behaviors mm-hmm. I think it's more of just like he feels guilty and feels like he's doing something wrong, which to an extent he oh yeah yeah he he is to an doing extent he wrong. was for sure. I think I mean I think at this point like it's clear like every what's happening is consensual and is it's like a, there's a mutual relationship there of like mm-hmm. the she she wants that structure and that that relationship the permission and craves it. Um, and he wants to continue engaging in it, but also it scares him. And I, I, yeah, I don't know if I just didn't interpret it necessarily. It's like, 
he felt overwhelmed by it. I think it, to me, it was more of just like, I shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sick and you like you, we need to stop. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I think I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down in my note, not vanilla sex isn't working for Edward E. Edward Gray Esquire. <laughs> like it's, and it is, um, uh, a, another note that has nothing to do with anything that's happening because she oh my gosh when uh, Lee's dad um, is in the hospital is, is in the hospital she actually goes to his house yep um, saying that she needs something but she's not able to really articulate what she needs because it's literally the note I have in my notes yeah I, I I said her coming to the one person she finds like most comforting and then not being able to explain her needs. Like it's really heartbreaking to me because mm. she just, she wants his comfort so badly and doesn't know how to say. So then she's just like, I just wanted to remind you to not forget to review this thing for work. And he like turns her away. Like he could, have, way. Like, he could have easily been like, do you need to come inside? Is something going on? Like, I also said, based on, like, because we get to see his house. Yeah. And, like, this motherfucker has no personality. Like, I just, uh, Oh, God, it was, it was that. Everything, just so bland. It was, yeah, like, that house was very, um, yeah, uh, it was all no designer at all i mean nice furniture but there were no pictures of on the wall there was no art there was there was nothing about this house that would indicate that this is a home in any way right. other than there being nice furniture there was no no personality at all and then it just led me to think of like people in my life that i've dated that like have nice things around them but not necessarily like themselves reflected mm-hmm. in it and I think that that's like such a big indication of how someone like views themselves or their lives like or their life like mm-hmm. um I think that there's something to be said when things are kept so neutral on the surface because like there's a fear of revealing too much of yourself in your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that there's like vulnerable, maybe I'm going a little off script here. I think there's a little bit, I think there's vulnerability in how you choose to decorate your space. Um, and you're, you're putting yourself out there in a lot of ways. And I think you learn a lot about a person by how they, how they nest, if you will. Oh God. And, um, it's interesting that you you should say that he has no personality at home. All of the personalities at the office because they decorate that office with framed copies of the misspellings, which is so like which this, is the, fucking the crazy. Well, and it goes from like the potted plants to those letters, and I'm like, what the? Who who else works in this fucking office? Like again. Who else is here? Do you have clients like walked? You obviously do. 
Like, what do they think when they walk down the hall and they're just these like framed letters with with typos and like red ink everywhere? Like, like what do you think? Like, it, yeah. And, but oddly enough, if I walked into a law office and they had those from potted plants to that, like I weird i'm not saying yes e edward gray do handle my copyright disputes i want you to like i'm not sure whether that's a positive business business art deco situation or or not um my next note has nothing to do with anything it's just um when he answers the door like i just wrote this down like i want to be on E. Edward Gray's uh, CrossFit team because I bet he destroys. Um, <laughs> I think I think maybe he probably would have been a be- probably a better CrossFit coach than an attorney. Than an attorney. <laughs> yeah, at one point when he, he uh, I'm so gonna, working I'm, out all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to this note. I was like, first of all, how is a lawyer so bad at typing? Like, mm-hmm. um, because it's bad. Like when he's t- typing his note to her, and then he like gets rid of it, it shreds it. Um, it's just like literally do 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 do. And I'm like, how are you? How are you so all? Over half of my work is me typing things. So yeah. like I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. no also, it. so when she after she goes to his house and he turns her down, he stops. He like stops spanking her. He stops doing any of the things. And she like finds herself really seeking it and tries to get Peter to spank her. And well, he Peter thinks that terrible. <laughs> Peter thinks that she wants to have sex. And at first she's like, no. And then she's like, all right, fine. Like, but we're going to like, you have to turn off all the lights and I get to keep my clothes on. And I was just like, first of all, this man, this adult human has cloud sheets, which there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. It's just like, all right. Um, and then it's like the worst sex ever. Just horrible and oh, I God. felt I felt so uncomfortable and disappointed for her the entire time oh yeah and she <sighs> oh yeah but but his okay he held up his left hand like he was orchestrating like a pep band while yeah, he's like, he's like conducting he he's was like conducting, conducting conducting his own orgasm and it was really that was really weird um <laughs> no judging but if somebody did that while they were on top of me i'd be like what get uh, off okay i will i like is it wait, Stravinsky? What, like what are what are what what's the music of your mind sir what bothered me is that like there was there was no engagement with her like no, there, was, there was no like there was no engagement with her so like it literally was just his experience of this like I just hated it and she was just bored yes and she was like halfway amused by like there was like a little smirk being like this is ridiculous I shouldn't be here right I know um uh and then Uh, she sends Edward the worm 
and we get to and we get to arguably some of the worst one of the worst like things in my opinion that he does which is he has her pull up her skirt and pull her pantyhose and underwear down which he's never done before so there's never really been skin to skin contact Mm-hmm. Um, with any of the spankings and he doesn't he doesn't touch her no, at all he doesn't and he and he says multi, multiple times like three times i'm not going to fuck you yeah that, he doesn't touch her yeah he doesn't touch her at but all then he masturbates behind her and then comes on the back of her shirt and I fucking hate that so much. Like, I hate him. I hated that moment. Like, it just, it pissed me off this time. It is, like, I, I wonder what the scene was like to film for them. Yep. That's, that was, that was uh, I, while I was watching that, it wasn't the fact that, like, I wasn't really focused on the action itself, but, like, in film i i wanted to know like who was in the room who orchestrated that like i was thinking about the the actual science of making this movie like yeah oh my god and how many days how many days was this was this scene on the docket like because that I wonder I mean, what I wonder in what order they filmed some of these sequences. Yeah. You know what I'm you know what I mean? Because I know sometimes like some of the like in Titanic, for example, mm-hmm. one of the first things they filmed was the drawing scene. Out that of was all like, the things that was one of the first things that they filmed for Kate and Leo, fun fact, which is banana sandwich that is that is yeah because you don't really build like oh my god i would have waited until mid at least mid midway or like three or four a month into filming so you could build up that trust and not immediately like but i think james cameron i think this is a total aside and not related to secretary at all but i think that I think James Cameron wanted more of that nervousness and um, like anxiety that comes with like getting naked one, for the first time in front of a in front person. of someone. So like that that so the moment so the, <laughs> oh, God. so like the moment when Le- when Leo says on the bed uh, the couch that is not in the script. He he accidentally said bed. Oh, couch. Like that, that line was not scripted. And obviously they kept it because it was such a because genuine reaction. Oh it was God. a genuine reaction. Oh, man. Or just like when she, when she came out in her, her China doll dress, like he said, Oh, you look nice. Again, like that wasn't yeah. a scripted moment. That was just him like genuinely complimenting her and they kept it. Anyway, that's, that's a little yeah. that's a little aside about Titanic. Um Yeah, um, but, I don't know. I really don't want um yeah, I really I really don't want to I mean, I I want to know, but I don't want to think about that if that was the first day, if that was the first day like hi, 
Maggie. My name is James Spader. I'll bend over. Welcome, wel- welcome to my master class. <laughs> like, like, I don't really, I really don't want that scene to be the first time that. I don't, I don't think it, I hope it wasn't, but I just like, I really hate everything about it because oh, that God. is like, I, I just think it, to me, it feels so disrespectful and maybe that's just like me and I don't understand like. Well, she I was just, so scared what, what was going to happen next. Um, and confused. Like, and there's confused. just so much confusion there. And, like, what... You know that this person, like, has feelings for you. And, like, I just... I, I'm going to need everyone to really think about therapy and examining that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, this is... I'm not saying that you need therapy if you are in, interested in a dominant submissive relationship. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in this specific context of this character, he needed therapy desperately mm-hmm. because he didn't, I don't think that he actually respected Lee as a partner because that's really what she was and is. Yes. Um. And I guess I'm just tired of, just tired of the disrespect, man. Just yeah. Um, I I think this scene this scene was the um, and uh, I this is and, and I granted like I realized that I was watching it from a technical perspective, like oh who was in the room and who and, and uh, like I wonder how long they knew each other. Um, if they built up a rapport outside, like wh- I wonder what like the actor the actor relationship is with with, with uh, James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal as human beings, not as the people they're involving. Like I wonder about a lot of a lot about that. Mm-hmm. But like I also wrote like I really need to read the short story that this movie is based on ah. to see what is happening what is missing because like i'm with you that was that this that was probably the the most horrible it's just to watch because like like, coming on her back like i just yeah like yeah and and the fact that there was never ever a at least that that we see, we never saw saw a verbal contract that this is what this is, and all of a sudden it became that. And and right after, right after she's going to to clean herself up in the bathroom, he's cleaning himself up up in the office, and and I yeah like like. Like like the paralegal is in the is in the other stall, right next to her, and she starts masturbating like loudly masturbating at mm-hmm. work, and I'm just like, this woman's bald. Yeah, like, she doesn't give a she, fuck. She doesn't give a fuck, and and then I and and I'm like, well, what if the paralegal? Like, what the fuck is the paralegal like doing in the second stall? Like listening to that, but then like. Then I realized, like, oh, this is, this is their, this is their place. 
this is this place is not for for anyone clients. else. This is their place, yeah. and the paralegal just happened to be there when when it's their time, and and that. Yeah, like, and to be a the paralegal, I don't know what it's like to be the paralegal. Um, to know that that that's a that's a that's book two short story book two. I want to know what's going on. The what what's going on with the paralegal? Because <laughs> the paralegal knows that there is something up, and like this is not a law office. I mean, it is technically. I, yeah. I get paid to do law things, but this is not a law office. And, I mean, shortly after this, he fires her. Oh, yeah. And For uh, her behavior. Right. Well, it's more of, like, his his behavior, but again, with the projection. That's her fault, yeah. Right. And And then, like... My note on this was the, just fuck this. Like her saying, I want to know you. (sighs) The amount of times that I have felt and said this to a man I'm dating is upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) Like. (laughs) 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 I'm and then James Spader's just looking at you blankly from his desk. Oh no! And that's basically the reaction you get every time. Oh, and I'm that's just too real. Yeah, and it's just I, you know, I. If you have to beg someone to let them know, like to let you get to know them, like really see who they are and be a part of their life, like baby, that's not for you. That space is not for you. And it's taken me a long time to learn Mm. that lesson, a very, very long time. And, and also to learn that that is not a failure on my part. No. And it's not necessarily a failure. It's just like, that's not a reflection of me or my ability to be a partner. But yeah, no, if you're like, if you're like, please let me know you, let me, let me in your life, let me see who you are. That space ain't for you, babes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Go. you don't, you don't like, we all deserve better than to have to beg someone to let us see them, especially like if they are simultaneously so closed off but then allowing you into intimate moments without Mm -hmm. any conversation or explanation it's fucking bullshit yeah (laughs) and I hate it and I yeah this and and this yeah just tired of people wanting does all this shit does all this shit I'm just tired I'm tired of like Maybe I'm just jaded at this point, but I I just feel like there's a lot of um, expectation of vulnerability from like other people, and then simultaneous like just yeah walls walls everywhere. So you have to be vulnerable. You have to open yourself up. But I'm not gonna do that. So. 
Yeah. You're going to have to prove yourself to me every, I'm sorry, I'm going off, no, you're off good. going on a tangent. I'm going to get off oh, my, my soapbox now. No, no, Just saying good. that I, this movie made me feel a lot of things this time around that I wasn't like fully expecting. I, I think that, I mean, um, uh, when, um, I was, uh, talking to other friends, um, about watching this movie and recording about it, I, um, I was, I want to fix this movie. Yeah. Like, cause there's some clarity things that I think, um, I think I I think if we look at a different draft of a different screen screenwriter, um, or even a revisit, mm-hmm. I think I think there are some things that can happen to make it scan better. So you can really, I mean, because some things there are some things that that um, Gray does that you don't particular that that you're never going to understand, but you at least have to like. I I really appreciated that they paid a lot of attention to Lee and and where she was coming from. But in terms of of understanding point A to point P to point C, you we really needed to get even get even more like little hints about like what what his background was not that we're not that we are sympathizing with the abuser but because this is a different kind of uh contracted consensual abuse but not like it's it there there was no contract made between these two which is problematic um and on that point i think that like to me what the problem is that there's just a blurred line between when they are engaging in a consensual dom-sub relationship and then when he is just abusing her. Like, I think that there's a very blurry line there between, like, a setup that, like, is between two consenting adults that there's been, you know, it it's a, a, works for them and is something that is and works for a lot of people in, in who have that lifestyle. And like, that is what they prefer and find enjoyment out of. And that's totally Mm -hmm. amazing for them. Yeah. No, you know, no kink shame here, but there in this film, particularly there is a blurred line between when things are abusive, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. when things are abusive and then when things are appropriate within the Dom sub context yes. of their relationship yeah and we didn't get that i mean we we only got little snippets which right, like right. if there was if there was a deleted scene like <laughs> or I an there extended was. cut I, I will do my research and see if there's a, like an extended cut but um uh lee um after she gets fired lee accepts uh his uh, P- peter's marriage proposal in the basement of J.C. Penny because why not? She is trying on her future mother-in-law's wedding dress, mm. and the mother-in-law says, "Oh, I was a little bit more petite than you were." While she's like trying on this dress, um, if you hold your breath, you'll make it through the wedding. And that's when she's just like, 
nah. Fuck this. Fuck this. Runs all the way to the law, law office. Confronts um, uh, Edward Gray. And there's a back and forth about um, their unspoken contract. And he says, we can't do this 24-7. And she looks defiantly, why not? Mm-hmm. And he just cannot believe that this woman has found something lovable about him. <laughs> just the look of confusion on his face. And and James Bader is so, so subtle mm-hmm. in 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 his uh in, in the ways that he watches Lee um and how he interacts with her. Um so leading on to the end, um Yeah, I got four I got four him. notes left. I got four notes. I'm marking off number three. Um, oh, I got two more notes because I already, I, I hit them, I hit them both. Bring them home, man. So when he tells her to sit at that desk and leaves her there for like five days, he like stands out the window. He calls Peter. Peter tries to move her. He calls the phone. Like he's like, I said, there is nothing like a man testing you in every fucking way possible before admitting that he has feelings for you. Like, this is, I just, it's so, like, that's what he does. He just, like, what he was doing. And he was so proud of her in every bit of, of shit that she, that, that she, she did. Like, she's, like, peeing in her wedding dress. Yes. Like, there is urine on his, on his rug and table now. Yes. Because she literally did not fucking move at all. And I, I do appreciate the moment when Peter says, like, why are you doing this? And she goes, because I want to. Like, I want to be sitting here. I want this. I still don't like it. Personally, speaking for myself, I still don't like <laughs> I don't. I feel very angry, but also, like, there is this like, I don't know, it's simultaneously empowering for her because like she's doing exactly what she wants. And it, it looked like I'm, this is what I want. This is, I, I want to make him happy and I want to be a part of his life. And also like, this is, this is what works for me. And I, I get it. Yeah, it just, like, it, I mean, like she, he's the, I can't even say that it's a service at this point because her, her life was so stressful and she figured out that this was a way that that she could inflict pain on herself without the regular ritual or her regular ritual. That well, That's well, what I, I took out of it. That's what I took I out feel of like it. It's, yeah, I feel like it's just a way to channel like the discontent and the um I think the the feelings of like trying to organize the chaos mm-hmm. like and I, for I mean, some reason this one and this is how it. this is how it works for her yeah um and I really love the montage of people like coming in and out of the office like trying to trying to talk to her whether it be in a supportive manner or whether it be to try and convince her to stop I love that they're just hanging out in the lobby eating food. Oh, and, yeah, like, this was like sitting Shiva. 
Right. Like, like, they were like, they were like, this is a community holding, of people yeah. who love this woman and want her to be happy and like trying to support her and, and raise her up in a way that it has taken the person that she's doing this for five days and it five days to figure it out. And then when he reads about it in the newspaper, like of, of, of very well, like a very eloquent way to pay a way to put of putting everything that's that's ha- been happening in that office for the past two days and then all of a sudden like oh i think i believe her now mm-hmm. i'm gonna go in with a protein shake i'm gonna mm-hmm. wash this woman and worship her for the rest of my life like it was it was such a and that shit doesn't happen folks nope <laughs> and, no, and that's where <laughs> um Oh man! I mean, really, that was like the most fantastical part of the film. That, <laughs> was him, yeah. him coming and with I don't. I, yeah, I'm just being exactly. an asshole. Sorry. No, um, him. I mean, maybe that exists for other people. Maybe ju- the juxtaposition because all you, the only we've only ever seen him be stern and and um physically violent it it's a, yeah um it's a, a, there there's a there is a gray area when we say physically violent with this with this movie um and you just see like this is probably the first time he's touched her face like lifting her head like he's being very Kister. tender he yes. washes her hair. I mean, He's like being very tender with her, and you it's don't a full, see it's that. a full, it's a full reward for for her submission. Like it's a full, it's a full, it's a full, it's a full reward. Oh my god! Like and that, and that's and that's part of like and that's part of the dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Is is like reward and punishment, like those. Oh yeah, because she would also eat things out of his hand too. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Wow. Um, Ooh, like little treat, little secretary treats. Yep, that was a, those were weird scenes. We get to see them get married. Well, we get to see them having sex after their, after their, their wedding. And she's got and a black I, wedding, but that's, oh my God. I love, she wore black and I fucking love that. I love that she wore a black wedding dress with a black veil. It's hot. Like, yeah, yes, ma'am. And like they're in the mountains and he's got her strapped to a tree. It's hot. I mean, yeah, that part it, was pretty hot. It was <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like I, yeah, like I was like, oh, this is, this is good because you, you think that, yeah, because how, got my how last strange note. she was at the beginning. What's oh, your, do you have I, any more? I have one last note and it's like, nothing it. says sexy like a dude saying he's from Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> my last note says, I, I wondered what you thought her final look to the camera at the end of the film what do you think that means for her like what do you think she's communicating there what do i think she's communicating there yeah i think uh i think she's saying find what works for you and fuck everybody else that's what i think she's saying yeah no i agree with that I, I think that there's just like, it's just satisfaction. Like, this is this is my life, and I'm 
happy. And I found, I found that I did that for myself. Yeah. I would say she did that for herself. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think, I don't think he would have done anything for, I don't know. It's, that's why I want to see the extended cuts, read the short story and try and to redo pick it. this thing and redo it. Let's redo it. <laughs> Let's do this again. Um, wow. Any final, any final thoughts on this? We just did a full, a full film. We just did a full film and I'm really, I was really excited that, uh, that we picked this one over the thing that we were going to originally do, because I think where we are both at in, I think this, this actually, the, the subject matter actually uh, clicks where better with our current mindsets in terms of forming bonds and communication a lot better than what what we were originally going to do which we'll probably do after the the season, sex in the city season two it's true um interville this 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 is this train doesn't stop motherfucker no we got a lot of shit to get through and there's a car cool oh yeah well i guess it's just telling us we're we've reached it's our like, time it's done it's done oh I'm going to mute myself nope. for a minute. No, you're good. Um, well, uh, that was our first movie bit. Um, so, um, uh, um, I guess email us your favorite spanking story. Yeah, please do. Did he sk- oh, oh, can I, can I share a spanking story? Absolutely. Okay. Share a spanking story. So, so, so this is okay. So it's it's problematic, but it's not problematic. But yes, it is problematic. Um, I was auditioning for a production of the uh, producers, and um, they had all of the women read for a pinch me, spank me, which is the old lady that is um, that uh, Max Bialystok woos, and um, a, a friend of mine who was also reading for that. Um, my, my friend, I'll just name his name. My friend Trevor was my scene partner when I auditioned. And uh, so it gets to the spank part, which you should not do this at an audition, but it was 10 years ago. Um, and also you shouldn't, at directors, you shouldn't ask um, other, you should not put actors in this position to do this to other people who you, you don't know luckily i knew my scene partner um so it gets to the 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 pinch me spank me part where he actually has to spank the scene partner and trevor spanks me and this spank in the middle of the audition like transcends space and time like it is a pretty good whop like so like in my much like much like Maggie Gyllenhaal's uh, reaction about that first spank, I took a good pause, like a good beat, to look at Trevor, and then go on with the scene <laughs> because, um, yeah, yeah, um, I didn't get the role; he did for reals. But he's really talented. So, but anyways, 
don't you're also very talented oh i i try um so that was uh that was my audition spanking story um i I don't know if any i don't know if you want to share a spanking story before we go or or if you just want to ask for the guests to to email us thank you i mean i'm trying to i mean i like spanking okay (laughs) Oh, it's a story. <laughs> oh, it's a story. Okay, so uh, I, but like in, but again, like, you know, consent is important for consent any. is important. Consent is important. Um, <laughs> and, and don't ask anybody to spank anybody at an audition. Do not pick out those sides. Don't. Yeah, that's odd. That's a um. That was but a- yeah. That was a bold move. I'm not even going to say what theater it was, but it was a bold fucking move. Mm-hmm. Banking story, go ahead and email us, cityscape at gmail.com. Um, if you have thoughts and feelings about this episode, also email us, or um, you can hit us up on social media. I'm at Miranda Narig on Twitter. And I'm at Pageless. Scott on Instagram and Twitter and we will see you uh next week when we uh start hitting taking the hot hits on season two sex in the city oh shit oh yeah bye-bye goodbye